Do you ever feel like you have to do better or do more or just how you are isn't good enough? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to talk about that exact topic. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm lucky. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? You know, Danny, has it ever happened in, you know, your few decades you've been here where you felt like you had to do more or better in order to just be good enough? Oh, my God, all the time. I think we hold ourselves to like a standard that's way above everybody else. Like, you know, like we'll say, you know, just to give like a common example, but, you know, like an A minus or a B is fine for everybody else. But for us, you know, you want an A plus, right? For everything and all things. And it's like it's so much pressure put on you. And I don't know how much of that is expectations, too, from the past. It's hard to tell, you know, how much is tied to like our growing up in social conditions. But still, yeah. And then we have all these examples on social media of these people who are like the 0.0001%. And we think that we have to measure up to them in every aspect of their life. Like they're a complete degenerate in everything except for they earn a lot of money. And all of a sudden we think, well, we have to earn a lot of money and be a great parent and be a great, you know, like all this other stuff. And have perfect dogs and have this and have a giant Mm -hmm. house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah, So I was reading this week uh, from... Uh, Massimo's book, The Field Guide to the Happy Life. And there's an excerpt that I'm going to read here that kind of touched on this. And it was very interesting. So I figured I'd give a little story time first, read this, and then we can comment on it. Nice. That sounds good. I like story time. So this is number 37 in that book, if you want to read along from home. But it says, we all play several roles in life. But suppose you've decided to play a role that is not appropriate for you or beyond your abilities. If you were an actor, you would have ruined the play for the spectators, the other actors, and yourself. So carefully, con- so consider carefully what projects you engage in and whether you are suitable for them. And by the same token, be sure not to neglect some other projects for which you are, in fact, well-suited. I like that. Yeah, so this this one kind of when I, like every once in a while when you read something kind of like smacks you across the face and says like yeah. wake up like what, what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing this, yeah this one hit me because like I definitely am uh oh I I'm in that like constant thing where I have to do better I have to be better I have to be like perfect across every area of, of my life but what it's saying here is like if you're an actor and you try and play a role that's not appropriate for you or beyond your abilities, you actually ruin the play for everyone else, all the other actors, all the people watching it, all the everything. So it's kind of like you trying to be something other than what you are just ruins it for everybody. So why bother? It does. And it ruins it for you too. And I think, you know, there's a distinction to be made between like pushing yourself versus trying something you're not really meant to do you know and i think this is hard though because this also means like knowing yourself which is difficult right and like knowing you know having a reasonable like assessment of your abilities your skills your interests your passions what matters to you i mean all that's tied up in this which makes it very difficult too i think that's one of the reasons why you know the stoics and Massimo both are are suggesting it right which is that we need to be kind of aware what we're capable of and then do things that align with that because that's where we'll shine you know and we'll do the best yeah it's a tricky one because on one hand you have like the tryhards and then on the <laughs> other hand you have the dudes just like smoking pot and playing halo all day so it's like you know yeah. you gotta strike the balance between there i find it funny like the golden mean when it comes down to everything you gotta strike the mean you do you have to find that balance right because you can't if you don't do anything there's going to be no opportunities there's going to be nothing like 
worthwhile that you want to do. But if you push too hard, you never enjoy anything. You never really get good at anything. You know, because I'm sure you've been in that position, too, where we, you want to do really good at stuff. So you jump from one thing to the next, trying things out, but not really do committing to anything. I think a lot of people get stuck in that, you know, and you just kind of like aren't really good enough to do anything in it. So it's like you're wasting time. And, you know, it's very hard to, you know, to find what we need and what we want. It's very difficult to say no in like this world of abundant opportunities. Cause like yeah. I find myself caught there right now where there's so many things that I want to do. And then there's already so many things I'm involved in that like I was looking at just the things I'm already involved in. And it's like almost impossible for me to keep up with all of them. And then there's other things that I want to do on top of that. And it's just, uh, yeah. Join the club. Just... Yeah. It gets hard. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah, it gets really hard. It's like trying to figure out like where, and it, it's hard because, you know, we said it before so many times, but every, you know, you can be, do anything, but you can't do everything. It's like, there's that, on the one hand, I think there's that fear of like, if I don't say yes, I'm missing out on an opportunity or I'm missing out on building a relationship or whatever that might become something later, you know, or might really turn into something later. But on the other side, it's like, you know, you only have so much time in a day. And balancing that is really difficult. It is. Okay, so here's here's what comes to mind when you say that. Because I get that exact thing where I feel like I'm missing out on an opportunity. And I have such a hard time saying no in those situations where I feel like yeah. I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. But, like, sometimes it occurs where I'm out with some people who are, like, excessively overweight. And, you know, they order this dish and it's gigantic. And... You know, they're like, oh, I'm full, but I got to eat the whole thing. There are starving kids in Africa and it's just not it's rude to leave food over. And I'm like, maybe that was the case 50 years ago. It's not the case anymore. Like, yes, there's always going to be starving kids in Africa, but it's not because this food didn't get there. It's because there's geopolitical issues there that didn't allow for the food. There's a lot of other complex things going on in the world but i gotta i gotta start looking at it it myself like i'm doing the same thing but with opportunities and all these things in life where i'm just trying i'm just trying to gorge myself because i'm already full like that's it and i'm still trying to gorge myself being like but there's a starving kid in africa i need to eat this it's the same that's actually a good analogy though because there's the same feeling right it's a feeling of like you're gonna miss out or you can't waste this thing that you have now so you feel like you have to say yes and it's like just over committing yourself doesn't do any good though, right? It does ruin the play. You know, no, you're not going to have time to put in the effort that you need to, to really do it well. I think that's a really hard thing too, is like, like we all know, like, I mean, I don't know, like we all know like when we start something new, like a new endeavor, it, it's hard at first, but it generally gets easier over time. Cause the more you do anything, right. It gets easier. You get better at doing those things, you know, they get routine becomes faster. So, you know, like it'll, it'll, take less time in the future but in the immediate present it's like it takes a lot of time and you have to have that time to put in to make it a worthwhile endeavor right and that's the hard part it's a tricky thing because it always seems to take longer than it should but then when you look back you're like wow look at all that progress that happened but it always seems like it should happen way faster than it does. we're terrible at evaluating like i think how long things take we're terrible at evaluating progress we think nothing happens, but then we look back and we see all these things change. You know, it's like we're really bad at evaluating that. And I think we're bad at like giving ourselves a bar for me- like measuring success. So that coupled together makes it really hard. And I think that's what the Stoics were talking about, like knowing yourself more, focusing on character and doing things that you do them well. 
rather than half-assed or partially or, you know, realizing that you took on way too much and then having to quit, you know, because you can't do it. Better not get involved at all, right? In a certain sense. Yeah. I thought, so I'm reading that book, Lives of the Stoics, right now. And uh, it's pretty interesting because... Uh, Who wrote that not, one? Uh, the Ryan Holiday. Oh, right, right, right. I remember seeing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting because, like, I, up until I was reading this, I thought that, like, the Stoics kind of united commonly on themes, but not at all. Like, they... You know, they had their their groups, their divisions, all types of stuff. There were some people who were just being obnoxious just for the fact of it. And yeah, all types of stuff. Yeah, it's well, it's funny. It's like anything else. You know, they were the Stoics. Like, it, it's funny because when we say like the Stoics, yeah, I think there's a tendency to think like, you know, a group of people that existed in the past that were all together talking and formulate these ideas at once instead of like really a slow progression over time over hundreds of years, really. I mean, you know, and so many different individuals, many different places, geographic locations, and just like all of that amounts to, you know, yeah, not a lot of agreement. But you do mm -hmm. see, you, you do see, I think, a general like refining, I guess, of the theory over time as they progress, you know, because they're responding to each other, they're responding to past, you know, arguments, you know, things like that. You know, another thing that I thought was really interesting in this. So like so far, it talked about a few. I'm, I'm only maybe like a quarter of the way through the book. So it has only talked about a few of the beginning ones. But like they started their studies or their philosophy, their, you know, like studying philosophy pretty late in life. Like Cleanthes, it's postulated maybe he didn't even start till he was 50. And I remember hearing about that. Maybe I don't remember if it was Socrates or someone who was saying how like, you know, the beginning of your life, you work in the military, and then after that, you're in politics, and then, no, no, then it's raising a family, then it's some philosophy, and then, I don't know. Anyways, but Something philosophy like that, towards yeah. the end of life. And so, like, I, I think it's kind of comical nowadays how we take life advice, which is basically philosophy, from very young people have no experience. Because yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> they're, like, super successful. Like, all these, these like, you know, very young pop stars and whatever else who all the life coaches that are super young and don't have experience. And it's like, and then we throw the old people to the wind and just be like, go stay in a retirement home. Well, yeah, the reverse was the case. You know, I mean, people made it, you know, to an older age back then they were probably doing well. Right. And like, I think if you think about it, like most of us, if we, if we're honest with ourselves and look back, you know, we weren't mature when we were 18 or 20 we weren't and we didn't have shit together we don't even know ourselves at that age so in a certain sense i think philosophy is a lot easier when you get into like your 30s because you're you're more like you know yourself more you know the world more you've experienced more you're more to work with to make these kinds of judgments assessments and to figure out what works best for you you know and i think that yeah i think there's a lot of truth to that and we don't do that now because we want to you know we want to think there's something special about these people that made them successes we don't want to say that it was chance luck circumstances 100%. and yes yeah they brought of course i'm not diminishing anyone's talent or efforts but there is a certain being in the right place at the right time type thing that is a huge factor to success that people don't often talk about uh yeah it, so i told you we were talking before this episode about the book that i'm reading uh yellow face which is basically about like plagiarism and a bunch of stuff like that but there, there's like some passages in the book that are just like classic because this book is all about like being being a try hard on social media. 
And so there's a passage in the book where I'm just paraphrasing, but she's like, she's like racked with guilt for plagiarizing. Her life is in shambles, but she's made some money from this. And she's like, by all external means, I'm a success. So I don't see what the problem is. And it's like, (laughs) it's like your life is falling apart. And it's like, but you still think you're a success. Like how broken is that system? Yeah, but that's what we, I mean, that's the funny thing is like, we literally think, and again, I think it's because like, well, capitalism, obviously. And I also think money is just an easy metric. Like, like, I don't have to know you. If I see you walking down the street and I see you have like a really fancy bag, I don't need to know anything about you to know like that bag probably costs a couple grand. Right. And if you're walking around with that, that means you probably have money. Right. I mean, that's just essentially that's the whole thing of it is showing off. Well, doesn't mean you do have money. I know that's yeah, exactly. the funny part. It right? means you spend money on that bag. It's been you, you spend money on the bag. So it could be all in debt and stuff. But we take that as a social cue that they're successful. It doesn't give us any indication of the rest of their life, how they're doing. Do they have a well-rounded life? Are they even happy? But it's kind of similar to how like we use GDP as a measure of a country's success. That tells you nothing about how most people are doing. It doesn't tell you about happiness. It just tells you about how much money is being churned around in that society. True. And we use it for everything, you know? It's a shame. True. True. So, um, I mean, I guess from that quote that we were talking about earlier, it does, it did give me a chance to like pause and reflect and be like, what am I wasting energy on effectively? Because yeah. I'm trying to do all these things and basically I'm churning the water. Because if you can't put enough effort into a certain thing, like, if you try and spread your effort out through a whole bunch of things, you're just going to get yeah. nothing done. You're basically just churning the water. But like, if you can focus your energy on a few things, you can improve on that. And so it got me to thinking like, what things am I wasting my energy on? And the part, how it says in there, like, instead of wasting your energy on that, figure out what you're better suited to and consider pursuing that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good one. Cause like, I've been thinking about that too. Like, you know, how can I like, do the things that I'm doing, but reduce my focus to what's really important so I can do those things well now. Sometimes it's just planning, you know? I think sometimes it is just like sitting down and like, even if you want to do something, prioritizing how you're going to do it so you have a plan. Because I think there's a lot of our faults is a lot of us get into, especially when it's not like structured, like learning or work or something, we get into things and we, we don't have a strict plan so it's all over the place, you know? So I think part of it is just knowing our limits, knowing planning and like what we can actually do or contribute that's going to be valuable overall. Yeah. But that is hard to know. It is hard to be honest. And when it's when it's unstructured, it's so hard to know that it's actually going to pay off. Like you have to have such intense faith that this is yeah. amounting to something because you can you can apply for like, you know, some program out of school and you'll be like, well, even if I stick around for two years or four years eventually i'll have a degree and that'll mean something but like when it's self-directed you're like you just got to cross your fingers and hope and granted it does if you put in the work like usually it does turn out but it's just it feels a lot riskier yeah you know it's funny like it always makes fun of me for being like overly optimistic all the time but i was like i don't know how else i could do anything like if i'm not if I don't have faith that it's going to work out, I wouldn't bother doing it anyway. So it's like kind of like it is like a partially lie to yourself, but it's like a way to keep motivated because usually things will work out because no matter what, like if it's self-directed, you're going to invariably create new opportunities just by engaging in it. Right. You're going to talk to people. You're going to create things. Something's going to come from it. <laughs> it might not be what you thought, 
it might not necessarily be what you wanted, but there will be opportunities that come from it. And so I think looking at it that way too is also important. Like, you know, we might not know what the end is going to necessarily be, but we can be optimistic that something positive will come from it, at least from past experience, right? Mm -hmm. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's tough because I think so many people, well, I mean, we both went through this too with our careers, like getting into something that we thought was right, but really wasn't right for us, you know? Or because, you know, and it's hard because I think sometimes things change too. It's not even like, it's not even that you don't fit anymore, but that the things changed and so it doesn't fit you anymore. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah. Totally. So it's like you don't always know what's going to happen either. Then I think that's also what the Stoics are talking about is like a successful life is like knowing yourself well enough too to also make those decisions and make the correct course adjustments as you go, you know? Yeah. And then also like, uh, you know how they mentioned like you ruin it for the other actors and for the people who are watching? Because like the Stoics had this big concept of like the cosmopolis and like you not only owe oh, yeah. it to yourself but you owe it to everyone else because we're all part of this one nature and thing like that so like kind of when you think about it that way it takes away it actually yeah i think it kind of takes away some of the responsibility of saying no because all of a sudden you realize that your no is actually beneficial for other people too it doesn't feel as selfish well when you say no right you leave you leave an opening for somebody else to step in you know your no could also be like depends on you know the no could be like i'm not going to do this but i'll consult or something you know it could be like partial help whatever there's a lot of ways we can help right i like that mm -hmm. too because they did have that there is that like quasi consequentialist sort of attitude because they are focused on like the greater good and the community and the recognition that like you know it's not just me in the world right it's this whole community and it functions together like these opportunities exist because many people are doing things right and so taking it away is kind of unfair to others <laughs> I, I was watching something i think it was on youtube or somewhere but it was talking about marcus aurelius and how he was the emperor of rome and you know they had like i don't know tens of thousands of citizens and then hundreds of thousands of slaves but like they thought that rome was literally the entire world and i was like how naive and then i'm thinking yeah. i'm like oh wait hang on us humans think the earth is the only world yeah. I'm like how naive <laughs> i know it's funny like our our perception on size has changed, but not really. You know, at the end of the day, we're still very, still very narrow. I don't think we can help it, though. It's hard. You know, we only oh, have man. a short life. Yeah. yeah. Even science fiction has definitely been helpful for that. Like, ooh, Oh, God. Man. Yeah, that does help. It gives you a big sense of like the universe and all. And like, just the distances involved are just insane. Cool. But, you know, so any. Mm -hmm. OK. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think that's part of it, though. I think it's just like. For the Stoics, it's like really like a big part of that character development is understanding ourselves and knowing ourselves and knowing how that also like what we can do and our responsibilities can play into everything else around us. Right. And so like that also means knowing your limits. And I think that's really important. But something that's really hard nowadays with the grind culture, the hustling, you know, working your ass off without knowing you're getting anything paid out from it. Right. Like it's it's difficult. So it is. It is about, you know, it's like always that struggle with human life of picking and choosing and trying to pick the right things, right, to make it work. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and there's no end to intelligence-based work. So, like, unless you impose it on yourself, it's never going to end. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's always the thing I've, I always used to struggle with. It's like a, a written work can always be improved upon, right? Like, content that you create can always be made better. 
So like, that's the other hard thing is like, you have to have those limits of this is good. And I move on. Otherwise, you never get anything done either. I used to struggle yeah. with that all the time with perfectionism, right? And like, just not getting things done because you couldn't. It's like a, you know, it's a limitation you place on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anything else on this topic you want to mention? No, I think that's good. All right. There you have it. Why you shouldn't try. Just, you know, well, try a little bit, but not try a little bit. Don't be not too much. <laughs> yeah, don't overdo it. <laughs> yeah. Don't sign well, up for things you can't do, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's right? good advice. Yeah. So if you enjoyed the episode, like it, share, subscribe, give us a positive review. That's always helpful. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. We'll catch you next time. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.